Thank you for listening to Mailbox Money, your guided tour through safe, sacred, and speculative investing with a plan and a purpose to do more good with newfound peace of mind. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mailbox Money. I'm excited to be here today. We have a very good show uh, this week, something that hopefully can bring a little bit of signal and peace of mind to individuals that are just starting out their investment journey or looking at the landscape of you know, financial planning, investing, and don't know where to start. We have boiled it down to some very actionable items. Our single best tip in all of investing when you're starting your journey, you're you know in a professional career and you want to start saving some money, we're going to go through basically our, our playbook of what we've done, what we've seen uh, successful clients do, and hopefully just boil this down to actionable advice that anybody at any age can use uh, to get started and hopefully make finance and investing go from being something that creates uh, stress and worry to something that is creates total peace of mind and that you get excited and happy about when you think about. So the landscape right now in my career, I haven't seen a more complicated landscape. And I don't mean that from the investment side. I mean that from there is advice from everybody. And it just seems like the advice clashes, you know, you'll get the pros that will say one thing and then another person will come on and write a book and it contradicts everything. So we're just going to boil this down to simple, actionable items that we have seen work, make this simple and take kind of the the drama and the stress out of this. Because if you get a financial plan and you start off on the correct path, it becomes a very enjoyable journey. And I know when you listen to our podcast, you can tell how much we love this and how excited we get about this. Um, But this is really like step number one, here's how we get started. Um, And the good news is it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter your net worth, it doesn't matter anything. If you can simply just kind of follow the advice um, that that we're gonna talk about, what we have done personally, what we've seen clients do, friends, um, it'll make make this journey more enjoyable. So, and that's and that's why you brought the old grizzled veteran along with you to 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 lend the old playbook, having been through um, a bunch of market crashes, some bear markets, and I have found, and I'm going to share the holy grail, and it's a simple A B C, holy grail of simplicity, and I'll even use a couple of very specific and painful examples how I got started investing. And if people are worried about their first bear market, I'll even share one brother where I will specifically show you what happens if you got a bear market every single year for 26 years, which is when I started, I'm going to share an example that will blow people's minds. Um, But first things first, I mean, you're younger than me. You entered the professional investment as a portfolio manager unbelievable career in our craft and our obsession but we want to break this down from an investor's point of view so you're also raising a young family some specifics if you do nothing else early in your career or early in your investment journey what are the ones that come immediately to mind for you yeah so when you 
you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of walk through this. So, so you get your career, whether you start your own business or you get your first job, you're going to be bombarded with like 401k options. What do we do with 401ks? How do I take advantage of this? And I, I think we just kind of talk about some different account types, their benefits, the mistake I made starting off as a licensed investment professional. I still made a mistake. There was nobody to coach us through this. Um, so 401ks, and, and I'll, we've talked about these before, they are plans that are offered through your employer. And so when you get a job, if you are lucky enough to land a job that has a 401k, basically the 401k is an account. It's important to note that this is not a strategy. It's just an account type. And what it is, it's an account that you can contribute to from, from your paycheck. You can you know, notch up your contributions. Typically they go on a percentage of your pay, anywhere from 1% up to 7, 8, 9%. And oftentimes if your company um, is kind of good at benefits and, and they like supporting their employees, they will offer a match. So although we don't think 401ks are an absolute perfect strategy and, and we think that there's a little bit of kind of fine tuning that, that we can do inside of 401ks or in other retirement accounts, these are great plans for young investors to start accumulating and, and putting some money away. Um, and we always recommend that if there is a match that your company offers, taking advantage of that because essentially it's like an increase in your pay. It's free money um, that the company is offering you where, for example, if you contribute four or 5% of your paycheck, the company will match that dollar for dollar into your account. And in my mind, that's a really good way to just elevate your savings rate and start socking some money away into investments that you can use later on down the road. And I'll play the other side or devil's advocate of what if you don't have a match or what if you don't have a plan? I've lived through both of those. Um, I would, so early in my career when I joined, the, at the time, the biggest bank and brokerage on the planet, and there'll be a lot of those war stories shared in this podcast series over time, I didn't have a match, but I, at the very least, and this to me is one no-brainer, max it. No matter what it is, max your 401k, especially when you're early, and I'm embarrassed to say how much I made my first year, although it's on another episode, I started the mailroom. If nothing else, max your 401k and figure out how to build your lifestyle around the rest. It's not that much money early on percentage wise, but these, I, I think the, the notion and the thread throughout this episode right here is it's not going to be the choices, the menu, the, the percentage, the markets. It's just get some completely off the table and save it, period. End of story. Um, if you don't have a 401k at all, which I also have experienced, and this part we need to discuss a little bit, when I left and started a company from scratch with nothing, and there's a lot of people listening to this, maybe an entrepreneur on their own, solo, um, with a couple of employees, my fondest wish as a business owner, even before I could afford it, was to help take care of other people. So you want to initiate small business owners, reach out to us, let us know if we can help, but you can have a small business 401k plan or, and I know you've helped with some entrepreneurs truly on their own without a bunch of employees have their own solo retirement plan. So whatever it is, don't use the excuse that I don't work at a big company. I don't have a 401k with a big match. Set up a retirement can of any kind, even if it's just a Roth IRA, and completely take some of your paycheck, 
before you see it, touch it, and even think about spending it completely off the table, that's where to start. Yeah, and one of the things that I want to focus on is these Roth IRAs. So I know we're not supposed to have favorite accounts, but I always like seeing Roth IRAs. I always make it uh, kind of my top priority to contribute to a Roth. And the reason that I like these Roth IRAs, um, which are not associated with with uh, with an employer or your company, it's your own personal individual retirement account. The reason I like them is because they offer some tremendous tax benefits down the road. And so you can use these to your advantage. And to be frank, the earlier you start using a Roth IRA, the more powerful the effects are over the long term. These are incredible accounts. So without getting too technical on the tax side, a Roth IRA's retirement account, or what we call a qualified account, and it allows you to put money into the account every year. And the benefits are so good that they actually cap the amount of money that you can contribute to these accounts to $6,000 per year if you're under the age 59 and a half or 60. So you can put money into them. That's the max amount you can do. You can do one for you. If you're married, you, your spouse can do one as well. That breaks down to an even $500 a month. So I oftentimes think of, hey, let's go through a budget. When I'm talking to a young investor, let's go through your budget. Let's trim out some of the fat. Let's get rid of some of the you know mindless spending and start pumping this money into a Roth IRA. Because you take money after tax money, money that goes into your bank account after you make your, you know, your tax payments and Medicare and all those different payments. You put that into the Roth IRA. You get that invested, and it's important to know that the 401k, the Roth IRA, is a wrapper. You select investments inside of the account, and as those grow, as they pay you dividends, the growth in a Roth IRA becomes tax-free. And so if you think about the power of that, um, I, I always say the, the human mind is really good at thinking linearly, so you can do 2 plus 2 plus 2. You can probably do that for, you know, I don't know, as long as you can count, as high as you can count. But if you take the two times two times two, the number starts to kind of make this really uh, steep curve up. It compounds. And if you think about your contributions going in and then all of the growth from whatever age you start until well into your you know, later years, 60s, 70s, even beyond that, all of the growth is tax-free. And in my mind, that's a really powerful tool um, they also have Roth 401k, so I don't want to say it has to be an IRA. They have Roth 401ks. My mistake that I made as a licensed investment professional in charge of trading for people, allocating, was I decided I didn't want to do the Roth IRA because it would decrease my paycheck. And so I had this little short-sighted vision where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do the, the normal 401k, the normal IRA, not the Roth. And as I sat there and watched my contributions grow, I realized, wait, I'm leaving some money on the table over the long term. I'm going to switch this. And it took me six, seven months to realize as a professional, so I'm wearing my, you know, cap of humility here, but like take advantage of your situation. And sometimes there's some sacrifice involved. Sometimes it means, you know, not allocating so much money to going out and spending money or, you know, having a, a great weekend. But I can promise you any amount of money that you can put into these accounts, whether it's 401k, IRA, self-employed account, Roth IRA, you will absolutely not regret it. It's one of the best accounts out there um, for long-term tax advantage savings. And in my mind, it's kind of the, the best place to focus right off the bat as you're starting out. And using that one 
beautiful starting point of the Roth IRA as a pivot to give you a compliment and to open some eyes about how much this market and what feels and seems complicated and confusing can be made simpler. Um, and I believe, and we've said that the market is rigged for the small investor, unlike ever before. Um, no longer is it the fat cats on Wall Street and old boys club to get access to some of these accounts and ideas. I mean, you pulled us on to a technology platform that I want to give you a, li a little chance to pat them on the back as well, where I'm seeing the ability to start with as little a starting amount as imaginable and buying fractions of equities or ETFs and an automatic savings plan that is literally the exact same playbook as we've used for the most sophisticated seven and eight figure accounts and households and businesses. The ability for a young investor to start and what you've done for us to put us on this platform that is just so beautifully elegant and simple and basic is the deepest resource bank. Um, I, I get real excited and I know you, I mean, it really is, we're, we want to evangelize about getting started because don't wait um, until you have a significant enough amount to go to some big tradition. Start now. Uh, and I want to give you credit for that because you opened my eyes to making this even more accessible earlier on in folks' life cycles. Well, I appreciate that. So one of the things I saw as I work with young professionals and investors just starting out is they get really excited about these Roth IRAs and investing and they can grasp the concept of compounding. But then it always became difficult when it's a, they would get to the point in their decision making of, okay, I know I want to do this. How do I do it? How do I actually open an account? How do I actually, something as silly as, linking my bank account. The traditional banks and the, the traditional big Wall Street firms don't even make it easy to get the money in there, let alone starting out from scratch. And so we've partnered with an incredible platform where you can have an account open. If you decide on Monday that you want to start a Roth IRA, by Friday, if everything goes according to plan, how the technology is, typically we only run into hangups on the bank side, but I won't pick on them anymore. You can be invested and watching your account, have an app on your phone by Friday. It's unbelievable. And you can start with 50 bucks. So in the previous episode, or maybe it was a few episodes ago, we talked about how we had to save up money to buy our first share. You, you look at a price of a company or a price of an investment strategy you want to buy, and you'd have to have enough dollars to buy a single share. And so it made this this beginning process of just taking the first step difficult. The good news is that technology has advanced, these platforms have advanced, and ours that we use in particular has made it so easy that a $25 a month contribution can be fully invested and diversified exactly how we want. A $500 a month contribution can, and it's as easy as can be. You can do it right on your phone. It's incredible. And so that to me was just so motivating to finally connect all the dots and have a, a, a solution where anybody can start at any age with any money that you can manage to save in your monthly budget. It just, it, it went full circle for me and I was excited. And, and, and allow me to dispel another myth. And um, to be clear, and the reason we're doing this podcast series and YouTube series is to open up the playbook. If anybody wants to do this on their own, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely possible and we want to share all of our experiences to help get anybody to a better place. 
But it's interesting that this most sophisticated and simple to use technology platform for beginners not only suggests, but requires a guide, right. which I like. Let me dispel another myth. You don't have to wait until you have some gigantic nest egg and or sophisticated and learned enough about investing to hire an advisor. We actually share on our website, freedomdaysolutions.com. I'll share the questions to ask any advisor at any stage. You should be the one interviewing them. And we share exactly which questions, including the most important one of all. So I would encourage anybody to go there to look. Um, this is accessible. We are able, Jackson and I team here, we're able to help with those. Don't You don't have to wait. Um, a guide is important. Um, the ultimate act of humility is asking for help and asking for a guide. I know I do it in every other <laughs> aspect of my life. So I want to encourage folks to not be intimidated to ask these questions. We're going to try to do our part, submit some questions and comments. We're here for you. We have a team that can answer those planning questions and investment management questions. I, I see that too often where, where folks way down the road, they never knew when it was appropriate to ask or how much money was enough. And I think our industry, frankly, does a horrible job of creating that intimidation and confusion and complexity because it's a big business. Um, let's unwrap all of that and make it easier and more accessible. Yeah, I love that. So without further ado, Ryan has his framework that he calls the ABCs, the ABC plan of getting started. And I want, Ryan, I just want you to teach this because the first time I heard you talk about this, I just thought everybody in the world needs to hear. And, and I think it's, it's awesome that it's with ABCs, you know, we're starting out. So let's just kind of go through your framework for how, uh, how we get started and, you know, actionable steps for individuals that are just starting this journey. Take a deep breath to start with, because I'm going to go fast and get excited, because uh, I would try to wrap 26 years of what I've learned can be done simpler. Um, and really the goal of this is to give anybody listening permission, in fact, to take a deep breath and that they don't have to go down these endless rabbit holes. And I mean endless. And when I started, there wasn't podcasts and blogs and white papers and every single one of these opinions that are just that they'll at, at you know, just kind of freeze a young investor. I can't imagine. I didn't, I wasn't intimidated or bullied into all the things I was doing wrong <laughs> when I started. And in a way that was a gift. Um, so to me, I'm hoping by sharing a few of these, the permission to just breathe and yes, this can be simpler and no, you're not missing anything if you'll follow a couple of suggestions. So to me, the Holy Grail and ABC is allocation, all the questions and debates, bull or bear market, the endless arguments, cash flow budgeting, ABC, allocation, bull or bear, cash flow budgeting. You could spend the rest of your life reading and listening to all the opinions of how to do this and how it's right and wrong. I'm going to tell you none of them matter. None of them. And here's what I mean by that. When you're starting or you're accumulating, you're young, or it's not an age thing. When you're starting investing, and it's never too late. The best day was yesterday. The second best day is right now at any age. I promise you it will not be, whether it was 7 or 8% emerging markets or 34% large cap value or 18 It's not allocation. It's not percentages. It's not return on investment. 
is this one 15% or I'm not getting enough return on this? It's not allocation. It's not ROIs. It is starting and adding anything. And I mean anything. Do not agonize about pie charts, percentages, and ROIs. What Jackson and I like to do and frame this is three simple sleeves. Have some safe money in an account, some sacred money, and then with the rest, you can speculate. And we have a bunch of different series. We're not going to dive into any one of those today. We're talking about getting started with anything. I don't care if it's your first $100. It's actually the same way you invest $100 million. So you're not missing right. anything. You're not one. Man, I, if I, and that that's a mistake I made early on. Man, I'll, I'll get serious about this when I get a serious amount of money. I don't know what that meant back then. Um, $10,000 in an account probably sounded like a whole heck of a lot of money when I got started. Um, and until then, you can afford while nobody's looking and maybe a family's not depending on you and you have all this time and our industry conditions you to believe you can be aggressive early. Why wait to make this simple? Why not simply start adding to safe, sacred, and speculative money day one with any amount and never worrying about optimizing a pie chart or looking at returns on investment? Because I promise you, it's neither one of those things. It is neither a bull or bear market that's going to do you in or make things work for you. It's your work and your net savings, period. The greatest ROI you will get on any one of your accounts is your craft. Find something you love doing so you can net save and never stop to worry and debate and read articles about are we in a bull or bear market, period. I mean, I'll give you a specific example that I promised. Since I started 26 years ago, this particular investment has averaged a bear market per year, 31% decline every single year on average since I started in the business. Five times it's been cut in half. Twice it's lost 90% of its value. Every single year, a double digit decline. It's a company called Amazon. I was late to that party. I was not a technologist. I was not an expert. I was, I'm grateful that I did buy shares for all of the clients who trusted us at about $4 a share a long time ago. And I missed a bunch of it. Give yourself permission to be late. Give yourself permission to not worry if you're early, if it's a speculative investment. And it's not going to be the bull or bear markets. It's just going to have something separated after your safe and sacred money, you could speculate. And by the way, I didn't know that Amazon would work. We have a, a lot of speculative investments. If any of them work like that, and there will be another one, as long as you don't have too much in it and you never have to pull out of it and it's separated in these sleeves of safe, sacred, and speculative, you can average a bear market every single year and be just fine. And my final one, and this is my biggest bugaboo, and here's a real confession of a investment and portfolio management and stock market addict. Would you believe that of all the intimidating, you got to have a budget and cash flow and all this analysis and financial planning, I guarantee you, if you're just getting started, it will have nothing to do with your budget spreadsheets. I've never seen a 
wildly successful Freedom Day plan, which is the end of this for us, when you can walk away and do anything in the world. I guarantee none of them were because of a budget spreadsheet. Confession. I have never balanced a checkbook in my life. And I know, cover your ears, young parents. It's not what you should teach your kids. I have never once had an annual budget. And that's not because I came for money. I started in the mailroom. It's a really, really simple equation to me. It's all cash flow. And it's all about humility. If all you do is spend significantly less than you make, and that takes sacrifices. Here's my little secret. When people start even working at our shop and they say, what's, what, what's the secret? How do I get where you guys are? Well, would you live in this apartment at $400 a rent? And even today's terms, it's the same apartment bill. Stay, would you live there, all bills paid, instead of where I think you live now and we can talk about that, but we can do... No, none of them want to do that. A simple cash flow. I never had the need for a spreadsheet. I knew I was going to spend significantly less than I made so that I could be a net adder, period, end of story. That's the only budget you need. If you can net add and net save into this simple starting account, any amount of money at all, it's not an amount, it's not a percentage, it's not a spreadsheet. It can be that simple. And I just wanna add, I do this for a profession and that is the secret to any small amount of success that my wife and I have had is just guarding those weekly, monthly contributions like our life depends on it. And, you know, the budget's going to get blown up, you know, during, you know, summertime or Christmas time, and it, you're going to stress out, but just protect those contributions and you will be successful. That's, that's the simple way. So to end this, I want to just play a quick game. I read this out of an incredible book called Millennial Money by Patrick O'Shaughnessy, where he talks about getting started. So he presents this scenario where Scenario one, you can take, or option number one in the scenario, you can take a million dollars cash just like that. Walk away, get a million dollars cash. Or we're gonna get a chess board out with different you know, squares on the chess board. We're gonna put a penny on the first square, and then every square after that, we're gonna double it. So two pennies onto the second square, four pennies onto the third square, so on and so forth, to get to the end of the squares. I think there are 64 squares. And then you can walk away with million dollar cash, or you can have all the pennies. Which do you pick, right? And in my mind, I knew the principle he was trying to get, but the math blew me away. And I had the number, but I had to go in and actually count the number of the, the dollars you would end up with if you took away the pennies. And I'm going to say this. So 18 quintillion, 464 quadrillion, 744 trillion, 73 billion, 709 million, 551,615 dollars worth of pennies once you get to the end from compounding. And that's the reason, I'm not saying you're gonna end up with that much money and doubling your return is kind of unrealistic and never will happen. But the power of compounding, that is the reason that we guard these contributions because you get the power of capitalism working for you. You get to reinvest dividends and all of a sudden that small sacrifice you're making every month adds up to be a life-changing amount of money. And you can have your freedom day, you can re retire, you can live life on your terms, Go do something that you're passionate about. But I love the power of this. The greatest part is that you can start out from any age. So I know that's a giant number, and I wanted to read it out just to make the point of 
th this works. This does, I've seen it firsthand. It's working for me. It's working for those that we work for and that we serve. It can work for anybody. And, and this does come down to patience. And I want to be, be, be real clear before I have any of, you know, we're, we're trying to help some, some kids in a couple of school programs on early financial literacy, which I don't, I hate that word also. I, I want financial mastery, right. e even at an early age, fifth grade. And I said, what in the world, what did you mean by no budgeting? And I can just hear, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I need to make sure that included in that is stuff I take for granted, but I shouldn't. So let's talk about it all. Let's be real because recessions, bear markets, they are returns to what I call real reality. They're not economic collapses. They're not problems unless you had too much leverage, unless you had too much at risk. So when I said what I did about not balancing a checkbook, it wasn't because I had a lot of money. It was I just instinctively knew for whatever reason, when you come from a dirt poor farmer, it's pretty easy to have it in your blood. And I don't know that all the next generation has that of, I, if I did, and I did have a credit card back then, it was never an option or thought that it wouldn't be paid off in full. That's right. Every single month, period. And I would, or I'd stop spending. If I didn't have enough to cover it, and I knew how much little I, I, I made each month, I, I would stop buying. Um, I waited to buy a house. Houses and interest rates weren't supposed to be so free and easy to flip and move in early. And the size and the extravagance of some deferring your gratification is the best part of these plans. Not only will you enjoy it more, but you can pay with cash from some of these net savings. So the only reason I could say what I said about not balancing a checkbook or using an Excel budget personally is because I use even something simple, just the back of the envelope and a pencil of no debt except for that first mortgage where you wait and can cash flow each monthly payment and I'm conservative there too. I wanted a fixed mortgage. I didn't want anything variable that would surprise. So taking all of those out of the equation is how we can keep it simple. I wish I would have known what I would do differently is I would not wait to build the plan of safe, sacred, and speculative just because I was early, just because I had time on my side, just because I could be aggressive. The earlier you start, especially with those sacred investments that start adding up in the mailbox money, which we'll continue to talk about these episodes, it will add up and compound like you just beautifully said with some real numbers. And if you can't get excited about that, <laughs> we're not doing something right. So we wanted to break this down and make those gigantic numbers feel more accessible because they are. And with that, if anybody has any questions, wants to get started, our website is freedomdaysolutions.com. You can email us directly. It goes straight to, to me and Ryan. It's team at freedomdaysolutions.com. Please don't hesitate to get started. Ask any questions that you have, even leave them in the comments below. We will get back to you and we will see you next week. This show is brought to you by Freedom Day Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm advising individuals and families nationwide. Performance is not guaranteed and past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. To learn more, visit freedomdaysolutions.com. This show contains general information that is not suitable for everyone and was shared for informational purposes only. Any forward-looking statement or opinion expressed is subject to change without notice. Nothing contained herein constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice nor is it to be relied on in making investment or other decisions. Clients of Freedom Day Solutions may hold positions in the securities discussed.